Chris mm-hmm. Sale, he had an extension, and he's going to Atlanta, Georgia, and he's going to be playing for who, Chris? Obviously the Braves. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So with that, with that said, any inclinations where he'll probably end up leasing or buying, considering Nick has already touched on where he probably had lived at the moment in Boston and where he's going to be mm-hmm. moving now to Atlanta? Well, you know, I can definitely relate to a, a you know a fellow Chris, you know, particularly one that's going to Atlanta, right? Right. And I've looked a lot at that housing market, and it, like, if I had to guess, you know, the best neighborhood over there is Buckhead. So that's where my prediction would be, going to Buckhead. Mm-hmm. And we can get is- more into the neighborhoods in Atlanta later. Hood maps. Yeah. All right. So I just want to give everybody a warning. Um, there's going to be some language here. So just keep that in mind. All right. The you chip heard is that. already sailed with me. If you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. If you look, I mean, pickpocketing central. Oh. Um, let me let me let me back out. It's a little hard to read. It, it's a, there's a lot of like word right? word salad. This looks like Nintendo, dude. Sort of a controversial topic to some people, especially anyone listening that's from San Francisco or really has that place that they love. But a lot of people have been giving not the benefit of the doubt to Buster Posey. Three balls, two strikes, pressure's on. This is where we discuss real estate, property improvement, and business. Together, we'll strategize on how to win. Welcome to the Full Count. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about baseball extensions and trades, especially those that are short term, because as Walker Bueller has mentioned, it's pretty good for the industry considering baseball players have the ability to make a comeback within that time frame. So we'll cover that real estate, where baseball players are choosing to buy and sell and or rent. And then also San Francisco Giants, we see a bunch of crime and a lot of people are giving Buster Posey a ton of crap that I don't think he deserves. So we'll get right into that. So it's been a while since we've had all three of us together. How are you guys doing? Great. I've been doing good. How about you guys? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing well. Uh, <laughs> seeing better days, but getting there. <laughs> what does that mean, yeah. Nick? What do, what do you mean by that? I don't want to go into it. <laughs> okay. For me, I have some news I'll update later about what's been going on with me, but we got a lot of big things going on in my life and for the podcast, um, but we'll talk about that later. But um, Andrew right now is going to get into the first topic, which is? Yeah, the uh, trades and extensions that have been occurring. A lot of them we've been seeing like uh, one to three year deals going on. And when you have like a, a short term trade in baseball, players tend to not think long term, obviously, when it comes to their housing situation. So a lot choose to rent over buy. So we want to touch on that and how it's been helping the game of baseball with these short-term trades rather than the long-term trades and how that affects people's judgment, right? So first off is I think one of them was Chris Sale, right? Chris Mm -hmm. Sale, he had an an extension and he's going to Atlanta, Georgia, and he's going to be playing for who, Chris? Obviously the Braves. (laughs) Yeah. So with with that said – when it comes to the Braves, um, any inclinations where he'll probably end up leasing or buying, considering Nick has already touched on where he probably had lived at the moment in Boston and where he's going to be mm-hmm. moving now to Atlanta. Any inclinations on that? Well, you know, I can definitely relate to a, a you know a fellow Chris, you know, particularly one that's going to Atlanta, right? Right. And I've looked a lot at that housing market, and it. Like if I had to guess, you know, the best neighborhood over there is Buckhead. So that's where my prediction would be going to Buckhead. Mm-hmm. And we can get is- more into the neighborhoods in Atlanta later. So Nick, Chris, at that time, you weren't with us uh, at the podcast that we did about uh, Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Where we essentially said he's probably going to choose Newport Beach, Harbor Ridge by uh, Mike Trout, or there's a potential he can go into Irvine. But considering Robert Stevenson is uh, there for three years and he's not as big of a player like a Mike Trout or Shohei Otani, I think if he's being um, conscious about you know how much money he's got to put down and whatnot, I think Costa Mesa, so this area right here, on east side Costa Mesa to be more particular, I think in this select area is probably going to be his best bet, which is touching adjacent to Newport Beach. The other location would be Huntington Beach, which is a beach city, as we all know. And that's another area that's more affordable than Newport Beach. 
However, if he really wants to put more money down, then he'll want to go to Newport or Irvine, kind of like Shohei Otani. Um, price differences are quite different, though. So I'm going to select the east side, Costa Mesa, and show you what those price points are approximately. Remind, remind me, how long is the contract? Three years. Okay. Okay. So he might be able to buy a place. He might, yeah. Because leasing, you know, he would have to consistently find a new place. I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. So I feel like he would probably buy, considering. Well, I mean, with leasing, you could always renew, right? Yeah, you could always renew, but sometimes they do it like one year at a time. And then after the yeah. second year renewing, sometimes they want to get a new tenant in there to charge more um, yeah. because there's some there's some uh, limitations of how much more you can charge the person who's already been in there. So that's why you go after a new tenant. Well, that's a so, law in California. What's that? It's a law in California. In California, yeah. Oh fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> in Boston, so, the landlord kept raising it every every year. It was there for six years. <laughs> no, here it's different. So Costa Mesa, you're looking around two point three million to approximately three point five, three point six mm. million is kind of that range. So that's Costa Mesa. Let's try um, Huntington Beach. That's Eastside Costa Mesa. Let me correct myself before people lose their mind. So Huntington Beach, if you're focusing along the, the beach area, I would imagine you'll probably be around here. Oh, shit. It's going to get a yacht and just put it off the coast. So Costa Mesa is like the rehab capital of the world. It used to be. It's actually improving. I have a friend who's the uh, city council member there. It's a lot better than other areas. But Huntington Beach is kind of the well, same. Rehab is, rehab is improvement. It's literally what it is. It is. Yeah. First step. Yeah, you're right. Well, you're right. I get maybe. So that's Huntington Beach. So essentially the, the payments aren't in terms of uh, price of the home is not too bad. It's pretty equivalent to the two if, if you're trying to go into newport beach you're going to be looking up in the six million dollar range so that's kind of my prediction costa mesa huntington beach um if he's not going to pick uh, newport or irvine if he's trying to spend less money he'll choose between those two cities i would assume what do you guys think hey i think it would be foolish of us to go against you in your hometown yeah i think so <laughs> yeah i agree with that but just because uh, it's my hometown doesn't mean um you know Orange all right County i'll just pick a I'll pick a like a a random. What's it? It's uh Santa. Is it Rosa? Wait, what is Santa it? Santa Maria. No, no, no. no. Santa Monica. Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Santa Ana. There it is. Okay, but now you're just like guessing a something that's like. I told you, yeah. I'm not gonna go against you. Okay, fine. But I will okay. guess. He's definitely not gonna rent in Santa Ana. I don't think. I mean, it's but... got it's, it's only Amtrak. It's closer to San Diego. That's well, fair. I'm. You also got to consider: is it closer to Anaheim? Yes, it is. So. I doubt he'll buy in Santa Ana, but maybe if it's bordering Costa Mesa, maybe Santa Ana. It's going to be sad though if I win this one. I mean, that's going to be devastating <laughs> on the south me. side. I mean, especially with you like just throwing out a name. So I I agree. Um, what's the next one? Next one is uh, let's go to the Dodgers. Right, we got to go back to James Paxton. So he only got a one year deal, so eleven million dollars. It's still quite a quite a bit. I think it's safe to say. Uh, if he's doing a one-year deal, he's probably not going to be buying. He's probably going to be renting. Yeah, right. And I if he's going to be renting, he's probably going to choose uh, somewhere closer to the stadium. So I would say around Studio City, the Valley of of Los Angeles, Studio City, Encino area. A lot of ball players like to, um, especially the Dodgers, they like to purchase or lease there um, because it's convenient and close to the stadium. There's also Los Feliz, which is close or um and hollywood hills but uh that's my prediction mm -hmm. studio city and Sino area the valley basically okay hey if, for anybody who's curious what tool was that that you were using is that the it wasn't the mls right uh that screen i was sharing earlier that's the mls yeah. yep okay that is MLS. there's different versions for different agents though so all mls's right. are a little bit different i'm using okay. um one called claw mls so Mm -hmm. uh, there's also the um, another one, CRMLS. So they all have different interfaces.
But uh, mm. from my experience using CRMLS and the regular MLS Claw, I find Claw a lot better on the user interface, in my opinion. Okay. Since yeah. we're talking about tools, do we want to uh, bring up Hood Maps? Hood Maps. Yeah. So Hood Maps yeah. might be a place for players to consider looking into uh, if they're trying to prevent themselves from being in a situation or crime or homelessness may happen, I would imagine, right? I, well, as an agent, use uh, crimemapping.com for my clients. Yeah, I mean, not only for players, for anybody looking to buy a house right. or even rent in an area, you know, to right. look at where the do, crime. Where do we want to go right now? Let's uh, let's look at Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. At. Yeah. yeah, let's let's look there. You know, it's it's really easy for me to look at San Diego because I can really kind of okay go San Diego detail. then okay there we go go San Diego but I do want to do so we'll do both because I can kind of talk about a lot of the stuff that I see and confirm it in Atlanta I'm just like relying on it a little bit too much you know mm -hmm. but uh, let's 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 check out San Diego I'll pull it up in a second okay so to recap so we got hood maps we got crime spot you said Andrew right? crime mapping crime mapping. And, and may I preface on one thing real quick, yeah. uh, law enforcement. So police officers, uh, for whatever reason, in my experience in Orange County in Los Angeles, they recommend uh, people use that website over others. Mm. Not sure okay. why. I think it's more so it's it's um, real uh, input from actual crime that went on where law enforcement had to record it. Right. So I don't know if hood maps allows like pretty much anybody to just input whatever they saw. Right. Like I think it's just, I think it's kind of like uh it's it's uh voted on, right? It's not mm -hmm. just directly you can go drop in there. It's like people liking it and um, you know. Right. Um, we're gonna go to Atlanta because for whatever reason I've been having a problem getting San Diego to pull up all day. I don't know what that really means. That might mean something like <laughs> people were abusing it, you know. Yeah. But uh or overabundance so of yeah. uh, of crime that is crashing it. No, but the other one I wanted to mention <laughs> is uh is spot crime. I've used that before. And that's also okay. recorded crimes. Okay. Spot crime. Yeah. .com? Uh, I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. Give me a second. I'm pull I gotta approve this. You got MFA on hood maps? Well, it's Mac. You know, Mac wants to give me the opportunity to agree to everything being shared at all times. <laughs> Don't get hacked by going to hood maps. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, choose what to share. Let's go to Atlanta neighborhood map. All right. So I just want to give everybody a warning. Um, there's going to be some language here. So just keep that in mind. All right. The you heard that. Already sailed with me. If you're listening. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> if you look, I mean, pickpocketing central. Oh. Um, let me. Let me let me back out. It's a little hard to read. It, oh, it's a, there's a lot. Here, a word right? word salad. This looks like Nintendo, dude. <laughs> I mean, so you got Young Thug's neighborhood over here. Okay. You got uh, drag queens. You got churches. <laughs> Melius part Atlanta. of Atlanta. Pickpocketing Central. Red Light Districts. Also heard in uh, Ludacris song. I thought he was talking about Amsterdam, but he was actually talking yeah. about. Uh, Atlanta the whole time. If you were born in nineteen, if you were born in nineteen eighty-five to two thousand, come on. Um, That's hilarious. It's cool. <laughs> Quiet area until it ain't. Oh, I'm not gonna repeat this one because I don't want the algorithm to take <laughs> us out of the mix. Yeah. Let's um, that. Used to be good. Now straight now up. Straight hood. up hood. <laughs> this is <interesting. laughs> a little rhyme going you, on. You got the hood side, and then you have the clan. Oh, Old, oh man! Old so this is an, I think that, I think that this is at least a valuable Can, tool. A filter that just filters on the map. I mean, I do. So look, this is serious advice for people like me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, this is definitely crowdsourced for sure. Can you zoom in because like it's very hard to read? Let's see what it looks like when you zoom into an area. Oh, zoom in! So I've been zooming out this whole time. So yeah. let's zoom in. I've, oh wait yeah it's a little bit no. better Thieves. okay <laughs> students during the day no one at night <laughs> bars and gentrification look let's yeah. be honest okay i know gentrification in a lot of contexts is, is see look and you can upload it or you go to when you get shot oh upload or 
or upload so that's and how these things are like approved right yeah. right right so so, so it's look, a user experience voting when when you're being empathetic and you hear the word gentrification you're like okay this is terrible right but when you're buying places how does that make you feel this neighborhood is gentrified you guys don't have to answer that question oh whoa look at this McMansions. 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 <laughs> is that what it says? Used to be cool. Used to be cool. Yeah. McMansions. So. Look, uh, marginally, Virginia Highland, marginally less douchey than Buckhead. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So these places like give you a, give a title of the description yeah. of that particular area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's like vague, but helpful for some people just to know. I guess. Me as an agent, I could never send this no. type of. Uh, no, no, no. You could, yeah, you could never send this website to a client. What I will tell you is, nor would I. One of your last texts to move to a place, you should use yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. You know, there you go. That's. I guess that's Chris's advice to whoever's watching, listening. If you're going to be whoa, moving whoa, to a new I have location. a lot more advice than that. I have a lot more advice than that. Don't be. <laughs> no, we got. Please. We got another three I'm hours, just, Chris. <laughs> I'm not just hood maps. You know. No. What else are I'm you? A lot. I'm a lot more than hood maps. There's a lot more to him. He, he's he's like an onion. <laughs> Are you Google Maps? You know. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. So I think we we got that pretty situated now, right? Andrew, you don't like hood maps. Do yeah, you? I think so. No, I do like hood maps actually. It's pretty. <laughs> it's it's funny. I think it's cool. But would I rely on it for myself? No. But I think so it does give you an now idea. Now that you have hood maps as a resource. Like you would never use it. I would. I would probably look at it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's helpful. It's a tool that you added to my toolbox. I guess you could say, but uh, it's not something that I would definitely like. Like I said earlier, give to clients. Yeah. Maybe I do a cross saw, check. I think if you saw the hood maps version of a place that you grew up in, it would mean a lot more, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that is what everybody says about that." Right. You no. Know? No. No. I. I totally agree. I mean, I've seen on TikTok or somewhere on Instagram there was a there there was a meme going on or, or a photo or a video showing L.A. and like uh, New York the different like mm -hmm. how they're kind of similar. They were calling certain parts of uh, Los Angeles similar to like Manhattan or Long Island. So it's kind of equivalent to that hood maps in a way because it's funny. It's like. It's like a satire the whole way, I guess. Yeah, kind of like those uh, videos I sent you. I forgot who the Instagram handle is, but oh yeah, <laughs> my, when my cousin LA from LA, person, right? Yeah, New York. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are great. All okay, right. so going into now, uh, sort of a controversial topic to some people, especially anyone listening that's from San Francisco or really has that place that they love. But a lot of people have been giving not the benefit of the doubt to Buster Posey, who is now part owner of the Giants, who used to be a giant catcher at one point until he retired. And essentially, I was listening to a podcast by Trevor Pluff, I think is, mm -hmm. is the last name, or how you pronounce it, Pluff. He played mm -hmm. for the Twins, and he retired. And now he has his own podcast, and he was talking about how the Giants have a hard time at this moment to recruit new players. They were trying to get Shohei Otani, but of course he chose the Dodgers, and even though they may or may not have the money to get these players, I think for the most part, the Giants do. But the overall thoughts of San Francisco is not as great as it used to be like back then. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're having to go above and beyond. And Buster Posey was um, asked by a reporter some questions in a very nonchalant way. It wasn't like an actual uh, location where it was like a professional setting. I think he was asking him questions. His name's Andrew Bagley, I believe, asking Buster questions while he was um, in his living room. And his comments got blown out of proportion by people in San Francisco saying he was talking trash on the Giants. I'm sorry, not the Giants, San Francisco. So I kind of want to show you what he said. But at the same time, I want to show you what the baseball operations manager uh, had said as well. So that's kind of how all this blew up in general. And this was a big right. story in December, just a month ago. So. After after you play the video, I've definitely some opinions. I'm not playing a video though, but oh, you're not. You're not playing no. a video. Oh, okay. So I completely agree with what he was saying regarding the the quality of San Francisco and that they should definitely leverage for any baseball player going to any city, any player going to any city, um, should leverage the network. That they would build by being there right i mean they are a celebrity any 
sport player is a celebrity, right? So they should be able to bring in like the example he was using to bring in all the tech CEOs and have them do, you know, like a networking session with all these tech CEOs. Trevor Puff um, said that. Yeah, right. Exactly. In order to it incentivize them to take the deal for that city, right? right. And for that team, which makes encouraging sense. these techies to go to these baseball players and tell them why they should come here. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the case for anybody taking a new job in any, any new city. Right. I mean, right. Chris, don't you have some like networking perks on uh, meeting new people? Uh, you were talking about networking. I heard everything else. Yeah. What did yeah, you say? So, so uh, you, you're going to be moving to Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. For a career opportunity. Right. Was there any factor that weighed in that had to do with networking or the people that you would meet or work with there in Atlanta in your decision? Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. We're going, I'm going to support the career of someone I care a lot about and I'm mm. sacrificing my entire network. And that is a okay. big consideration, but it's not really a consideration because I'm going to do it anyway. But I do know going there now without knowing anyone is kind of terrible. So to answer your right. question. It's so, yeah, but okay. So their decision, right? Mm -hmm. Your fiance, girlfriend. Yeah. It's both it's both our decision, but uh right. but um it's gonna be a great um we're gonna be doing better than we are now, put it that way. Yeah, right. Better right. opportunity. I guess you're you're looking for an answer, Nick. Um if there was any other outside factors besides career to um have someone wanna consider moving to a particular area. Yeah, no, it's big. Yeah. Um yeah. who you Never. know is Right. They used to say something like people say something like uh, it's not, you know, we have we've all heard the phrase. It's not about what you know. It's about who, you know, and they used to say like it's like 30 percent. I think it's more like 90 percent. If oh, you yeah. know someone at a company, you can get you can do a job you're not qualified for. Exactly. Right. Just because right. they know like, OK, this guy is going to cause problems in my organization or girl or woman. They're not going to cause problems in my organization. I'm going to bring them in. That's the number one thing right. I look for when I hire people is like, how are you going to fit them with the team? Are you going to cause problems? Am I going to get sued? These are all the questions I have by meeting someone, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, you know someone is different. Yep. Rules and laws are only there. And if you know the right person, you can get around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And it's not only who you know, but it's who knows mm -hmm. you as well. Right. Exactly. If you have like, look at all these influencers, have a bunch of people who know them. And all they have to do is put out there, oh, I, I support, you know, this, I support that. Yeah. And then boom, they're making buku amount of money. Right. Yep. But with baseball players, they're looking outside of just the, the contract and the money mm -hmm. and the time being there. They're looking at like lifestyle and safety, especially right. for their wives too, or a partner, whoever it is. Um, because I saw um, in regards to the whole Buster Posey situation, there was some, um, like uh anchor people talking about how why like why why does it matter to baseball players where they're going to be moving into if they're going to be behind a guard gated area but the reality is they need to obviously leave their home right they need yes. to go to the grocery store uh when the ball players at the field or they're traveling their wife is going to be left behind and they're gonna have to go fend for themselves and go get groceries or whatever or just go out right. i mean do you really want to think about safety i don't i don't i don't really think so i think people want to be comfortable so exactly. that's why the baseball of operations, um, let me pull it up now. Every location has a price. Right. Yes. Th that's why the baseball operations guy, he first said this before Buster Posey got into the hot seat because uh, this baseball of operations, Farhan Zaidi of uh, San Francisco Giants, he got a lot of pushback as well. But basically he said about San Francisco, I'll read it now. He says, Open quote, I think it's a little bit of a polarizing place among players in terms of the desire to play there. There is sort of totally independent of the competitive situation, but geography, politics, whatever. When we're doing our research on free agents and we find that players aren't happy that even coming into town for a three-game series, they're probably not going to be excited to play there for a long time. So I think that's part of what fueled our strategy of targeting guys with Bay Area ties. Free agency is really, really competitive, especially at the top of the market. Even when you think you can sign a player, probably not. That's just how it works. So when you don't think you're going to sign a player, you're definitely not going to sign him. So there you have it right there. He technically is showing how, you know, the, the 
free agent market is competitive to deal with. And if they're uncomfortable about going to a specific place, if they have no ties there, then they're not going to be going there. Right. And that's why Trevor was saying, Trevor Pluff was saying that maybe they can open up some type of connections with the tech people in San Francisco mm -hmm. to convince or convey a better message to these baseball players that come in there. But at the same time, a ton of tech people are leaving San Francisco because yeah of the crime and the homelessness and they're being told not to go to the office because of stabbings and whatnot. So I think this uh, baseball operations guy had a point, but the problem is a lot of people from San Francisco gave a lot of crap to this guy and were upset and they were thinking on emotion and because uh -huh. they're, they feel like people are, these guys are bashing on their fellow city and they're obviously upset, but the truth hurts. And sometimes the truth cannot be told or else you get this pushback. So whenever whenever somebody uh insult you know San Francisco meaning and this is somebody that lives there right so right when they when they talk about the crime of a city you know who are they directing this criticism towards um so like when you think about it why would you be offended if someone said right. in San Diego if someone said wow it's really like right now is actually getting out of control in an industrial boulevard Chula Vista I've gotten a couple people that work for me that have complained about it. NBC San Diego did a piece on it the same day. It's kind of getting out of control, right? Right. But who, right. who is supposed to be offended about that? I mean, if you're the mayor, I get it, right? Well, um, people you, do. You, people. Should feel, you should feel responsibility. But the citizens of Chula Vista or San Diego shouldn't be like, well, this is insane that right. NBC is saying it's currently not safe for us. Like, you know? And right. so I feel like if you're getting offended about it, I mean, the only the only thing to come of that would be good for you, right? Is if someone's more concerned about your safety because you have high level, you know, celebrities uh, talking about it, that would be good for you if it's a little bit more safe, no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, it, you just got to look at the data, right? I mean, if you were looking, yeah. if, so for example, like in Boston, right? If you're living in... Um, close to Meth Mile, that's a pretty ghetto area. And there's a lot of crime there because there are a lot of, you know, drug addicts mm -hmm. or recovering drug addicts, right? And somebody says something about that. I mean, that's obviously true. You can go and look at the data. You can go drive down the street and see that. If you live there, you know, maybe you are used to it or you don't experience it as much, which is fine. But in, if the data is showing something else, then you are at a higher risk than if you were living in another different area that doesn't have the data that, you know, the, that crime data mm -hmm. there. And that's what I've always been worried about that with San, San Francisco, because you do see all the videos and I will say there is that poop tracker or whatever, but yeah. I've always been, I've always been concerned that I've been a little manipulated on these clips that come out. Maybe I'm not I'm like, that's the thing. I don't even know, but I have mm -hmm. been there. I will tell it's you bad, dude. from a sports perspective, like, you know, so I've been to, uh, I've been to Candlestick Park. I've been to, I think it's Santa Clara. Is that where the NFL stadium is now? I forget the name of it, but I've been there. You know, I've been there during a Super Bowl. There is something magical from a sports perspective in San Francisco playing mm -hmm. for the Giants. Mm -hmm. And there if, was. If there are people that are not wanting to play there because of the condition of it, I will say that does, that does speak volumes, especially if they've been there because mm -hmm. there is almost a magical feeling during sports games. People in like kayaks and stuff waiting to catch baseballs you know um on the outside of the park right um it's a, it's a good sports town in my opinion but right i haven't been there in at least i don't know five years so that's when they say a lot of changes same yeah. yeah well the, the data the data is saying the crime is rampant the homelessness mm -hmm. is getting worse and it's the number one spot in the in the country where the homelessness is the worst and i think mm -hmm. a lot worst of these san diego yeah but San Diego isn't isn't too far away either, but it is worse yeah. than San Diego. And the problem San, is the so, way so San Diego crime, like it I San Diego to me, wow. coming from New Orleans, San Diego doesn't it's San Diego, the areas of San Diego that are bad are mm -hmm. only bad yeah, at yeah. dusk. At yeah, dusk. no, I, I agree with you. I don't think San Diego is like you know, very, yeah. very comparable to San Francisco and crime. What I was right, getting yeah. at was the homelessness though. Because what I was oh, trying to say it's yeah. Yeah, what yeah, I was trying to say, it's also based on geography, too, because a lot of major yeah. cities like L.A. too, San Diego, you have such a big city in a way that you're able to just not see it. 
by just right. not going there. But in, in San Francisco, it's a 49 square mile or something like that, seven miles mm-hmm. by seven miles. And they were just saying how you can't really escape it, really. You're kind of right. in there. Yeah. And that's the problem. So, yeah. but, but the thing is by, by not being able to hear it and without, you know, being upset of hearing the, the reality and the data speaks for itself, I think that's why San Francisco is not getting better because a lot of the people that got offended are from there and they just don't want to, you know, um, feel that that's the, the reality, but it really truly is. Uh, yeah. Same thing with like a lot of these tech people or people that might be living there, they hate hearing that, but that's just the reality. And I think it's a matter of just not coming to terms with the truth. So sometimes it's best to not say anything, but the baseball of operations said something. Buster also said something equivalent to that. But to be fair to him, he said the perception. So people misread or didn't hear it properly, what he said, which I'll cover right now. And because of that, people are giving him a bunch of crap for it. But um, let me go ahead and read that for you and share my screen here. But I think his main point was just it wasn't the whole crime piece. It was leveraging the other benefits of somebody moving there, like leveraging the tech CEOs, right? And networking with them. That was the you're, main you're, you're, you're talking about Trevor Pluff. I'm talking about Buster yeah. Posey right now. Um, yeah, Trevor Pluff, anyway. Just to not get, uh, you know, people confused. Yeah, everybody confused. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I'll let it go right now. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right, just to give some context here, uh, Andrew Baggerly is a reporter who was interviewing uh, Buster Posey and he asked him some questions about, you know, um, overall bringing talent to San Francisco and Buster Posey was giving his feedback in a very nonchalant manner. You know, he's not a PR strategist by any means, but he is a professional now that he's off the field. Um, so Dana White. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this reporter is actually a pretty good reporter in my opinion, because he's, trying to give context back to the audience of people that are kind of, you know, going off on this guy when they probably shouldn't. So mm-hmm. it goes, what Buster Posey did and didn't say about San Francisco. And this is what it's about. Let me go here. Actually, let me, let me first uh, mention what Andrew had said. Are you speaking right. in third person? I know there, hmm. this is what a- the reporter Andrew said, and this is why he wrote this piece because he was upset that people, misconstrued everything. He goes, there are a few thoughts I'd like to express about Bustergate. That's what they're calling it. Uh, Seeing as I'm the only one who interviewed him and wrote the story that I can only assume many didn't bother to read in full before reacting. So many, so my editors and I thought it might be a good idea to tackle that topic and any other topics on mind of the readers. This is what he actually said. Buster Posey. He goes, something I think is noteworthy Something that is unfortunately um, that unfortunately keeps popping up from players and even the players' wives is there's a bit of uneasiness with the city itself as far as the state of the city with crime and with drugs. Whether that, whether that's all completely fair or not, perception is a reality. See, he said perception. Mm-hmm. It's a frustrating cycle, I, I think, and not just with baseball. Baseball is secondary to life and the important thing in life. But as far as a free agent goes, I have seen that it does affect things. So he didn't go out there and actually bash San Francisco, but he did say mm-hmm. perception matters. Of course, perception mm-hmm. matters. I mean, look. Right. But it was two... unfair what they did to him by yeah. talking crap on yeah. him. I mean, look. I mean, I think what you got to do is you got to first like really focus on your value system. And then if you're, and like he said, like whether fair or not, he's obviously leaving some room there where he could be wrong. Right. Right. And then he's saying exactly what he thinks. And then which is his opinion. Yeah. Which is his opinion. And he like recognizes that. And then he says how he feels like that's just the most mature to go away about life. He, he's not running. He's not director of HR somewhere. He's not, you know, so I just think that this is this is what people need to do. People need to speak up what they really feel. And then the people that are opposed to him are speaking what they really feel. And this Mm -hmm. is just how it goes. You know what I mean? And now there's uh, there's obviously a little outrage here. Uh, I haven't seen it on Daily Mail, so it's not too high yet. Yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna make it through. I but, think it was uh, it was it was within the, <laughs> the the San Francisco Bay Area though. I don't I don't know if the story got a lot of um, 
exposure like it no. like we would have thought. I haven't seen it otherwise. Yeah, there. You know, there's this whole thing about being desensitized, right? And I wonder that they're desensitized you know, when I... for sure, bro. Yeah. Me? No, not you. The people in San oh. Francisco that are upset about the, yeah. his comments, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I think about changing. like I'll see something like, for instance, Congressman did this, and I'm like. I'm just like, okay, that's kind of a big deal, but it's not worth tweeting. It's like, how desensitized am I to all these stories that keep coming at us? You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is actually a big deal, but I don't feel like sharing it with someone. Like, right. this is crazy that they, they, one example is just a certain congressman, you know, pulled an emergency <laughs> alarm. It's like, we should talk about that, you know, but I don't feel like sharing it with anybody. We're all desensitized because we see so many stories every day. I feel, I feel. You know, yeah, right? Information overload. People are just desensitized for sure, and that's why nothing gets done. Um, because people don't want to face the truth, in my opinion. Well, um, who's I, who's the new mayor in San Francisco? What's her name? Uh, it's some woman. I don't even know at this point. Her <laughs> some <name>. woman. <laughs> well, it is a woman. I don't know. It doesn't matter who. It is. It man is man or woman. And she. Woman. And you know what? She toes the line. She's uh, you know, she's progressive, but she's also like trying to you know, uh, communicate that she's trying to clean up the neighborhood at the same time, which That's is good. some hard shoes to fill. To but they did clean it. They did clean it, Chris. They cleaned it when, um, and it oh, was God. beautifully done when the, when the go. Chinese president came. So mm -hmm. it kind of you know, tells you I the think there should be. A, you're right though. I think there should be a documentary about where they went and I can give you, I can give you an answer <laughs> be because fun. I have a little, I have a little insight and in how they deal with it in San Diego. Um, basically, there's perimeters, right? And when there's a certain event going on, the cops are given a directive to push them six blocks on, you know, and that's kind of what they do. And then they will migrate back over whenever this event's over, little by little. And it's, it's push, all about moving push, oh, the homeless. Them. Yeah, the homeless. Yeah, it, it's all about pushing them and moving them. And then, I mean, a national city, Cal which is uh, a suburb. Uh, it's right next to downtown San Diego, to be honest with you. But mm. they just recently, there's, I mean, at least 20 homeless tents and encampments that have been building it for two years, just got pushed out of there. Um, and so <clears throat> it's, it's a phase thing. So you're living in this area for like six months at a time and you're feeling comfortable. You got all, you got so much stuff you don't even need there. And then all of a sudden, one day people show up and they said, nope, this is all got to go. And that's the same thing that happened in San Francisco. There should be more documentaries about stuff like that. They should like they had in San Francisco when G showed up. They're the gonna have there. the same thing going on with the Olympics in Los Angeles. It's gonna be so oh, yeah. cleaned. What I have here on the screen, um, to those watching, is uh, this is Andrew Baggerly, that one um, reporter that made the story. Oh, he uh, he says, why is ninety five point seven using its account to signal a boost? a wildly inaccurate take from a caller who either didn't bother to read what Posley actually said or is recklessly taking his comments out of context. This is blatantly false representation and they're amplifying it irresponsible. I haven't watched the whole clip. I mean, I did watch this whole clip, but I don't know what the 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 co-hosts are saying after the fact, so I can't really comment on that. But this is what a lot of San Francisco people are feeling towards Buster, which I think is unfair, and I'll play it now. Yeah, it's what's like, up? It's like any other dangerous city, is what he just said. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he said, no, I don't think he said dangerous. I think he said big city. Hey, he did say that. big city. I, I rewind yeah. that because I think he said yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like any other dangerous city. I think he said big city. Yeah, he said but, big city. Go ahead. Major, major, yeah. Dangerous. Major, okay. major, 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 Chris, major. <laughs> I heard danger. I heard it. We're going with danger. <laughs> but that, that, that was his point, I think. But he, I, I find it funny that he said he's from <clears throat> Oakland, which I've heard is worse. 
So it yeah. is worse. They're just not. They just don't want to see the reality of how bad their area is, and it's a fact. Yeah, I just don't get like. Like, what are you saying? Like, for me, if anybody said, like, hey, we need to improve this about San Diego, I would normally just be like, yeah. Even yeah, if me it's, too. Like, San Diego's known, known for its burritos. But if someone were like, hey, we need to improve the burritos around here, I'd be like, yeah, make them better. Yeah. Well, well, I, think, I, think, I, I understand where he's coming from, though. There's, there's I do, a too. But... pride of, you know, if you're from the city, you call that home. There's a sense of pride and connection. To I that get city, it. Right? We if call that nationalism. That... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I get that, man, call but... It. But uh, but the fact that a person can't say a fact just because they're not from the city, that's kind of ridiculous. Well, like, it, there's, yeah. a, there's an opinion, and then there's the data, right? The data you says San Francisco's the worst. And that's why yeah, prices this, fell, too. I heard this comedian say something, you know, and it's kind of similar to this. I don't know if it's exactly parallel, but he was talking about how, like, if you don't have any kids, like, and you comment on someone else's children, you know, they'll be like, you don't even have kids. You don't even know what it's like. And his, uh, basically his punchline was, yeah, but I also don't know how to fly helicopters. But if I see a helicopter in a tree, I'm going to know he messed up. <laughs> and so you don't have <laughs> to be analogy, from the city. Yeah. You know, so you, you go to a city and you're like, hey, I just came from, uh, we'll just call it, uh, I just came from Nashville and I'm in San Francisco and there's someone pooing in front of me. You're going to be like, this is not right. Yeah, and you can right. comment on it. Yeah, and don't get us wrong. It doesn't mean it's not livable, right? People obviously live there. People obviously love it. Trade-off. You're right, exactly. Look, check this one out, too. Yeah, all right. After this, I think we spent a little too much time on this whole San Francisco. No, this is a good one, though, because I want people to understand that baseball players do care about the standard of living in a given area. It's not just money. No, they do, but I think we're giving too much uh, viewership to this whole San Francisco bit that... I don't think so. I like it. Nick... (laughs) Nick like he Nick is one of these guys calling in the radio shows, you know, sticking up for uh <laughs> dude. Nick is that guy that's uh based on his emotions. No, I think we're getting this already unnecessary. There shouldn't even right, been right. like three articles on this. I think it's Nick's right. getting no, paid it, it, but Francisco. dude, imagine being Buster Posey though. Like uh, that's unfair to that guy. I mean, poor fucking guy, in my opinion. But uh let's let's hear yeah. these co-hosts talk shit on uh Buster Posey, which is also unfair. Uh, and it goes to uh Chris's point about people. Can't believe they got to Nick. Jaded. Says jaded. That might Draymond Green. I was gonna say it was back to disappointment from yesterday. You know what? Actually, Draymond Green's disappointing, and I hope he gets the help that he needs, but he's let us down. Buster Romney, Buster Posey, Roddy Tales. I've disgusted me. See, that's everyone. A lot of people's thoughts. That I've grown up in has disgusted me. Now, Ronnie Tellez is from Elk Grove. You ain't even from Sacramento. You're from Elk Grove. And for him to go out there and say, you know, when we used to go to games and, you know, it was hardly safe, yada, yada, yada. You act like this is a war zone. You act like this is the south side of Chicago. All right? And even the White Sox have been able to sign guys, despite guys killing each other left and right in the south side of Chicago, which I don't like. I don't like. But don't get on here and act like we're the only city that has a homeless issue. You ever been up to Seattle, folks? You ever been up to Portland? You ever been to L.A.? You ever been to San Diego? All right, so just just to kind of give him some, uh, that whoever that guy is, um, I mean, in a way, he is kind of right in hey, that I, regard. Let me, let me jump in here real quick. But I want to finish my point before I forget it. I will forget it. Trust me. I'm going to interrupt you like you interrupted me earlier. (laughs) You can interrupt me. Go ahead then. Say what you want to say. Buster Posey helped three San Francisco Giants championships. That's true. Yeah. That is true. He gets a right to say whatever he wants about the city. Right. Um, Look, I'm a Padres fan. We don't have any championships. If we did... They could say whatever they want, you know, about the city. I mean, that's the bottom line. He brought you. Che- you were cheering him on. Right. Don't forget that. Don't yeah. be around him right. just in the good times. Who are you? So that's what I got to say about that. I totally agree with that. Uh, that's why fans are ruthless, dude. You're a hero one day and then you're the villain. Like every you're, you're a sports broadcaster and you're talking shit about somebody who brought you three championships to your city. Think about it. <clears throat> right. Right. Totally. 
but he's also he was also ragging on how many other cities too so and he's got a good point that's what i want to say to be fair he is right about that uh, about other cities being bad too but san francisco the data shows it's worse and then from andrew baggerly's uh, wait which data which data about homelessness in a particular city but what andrew baggerly was saying in his report of what he wrote he was also saying that the reason why san francisco tends to have it worse is because whatever reason the people that come in the players that come in the competitors that aren't giants they have to stay in a hotel area that's surrounded by homelessness and for whatever reason they can't really move to a different area so already these people coming in to play at the giants don't want to be there because of the area they're in so i don't know if maybe in seattle it's different or chicago it's different maybe they're kind of away from that crime mm-hmm. and homelessness but that was kind of i mean it, it used to be like that with yankee stadium in the bronx too i mean i haven't right. been back there in a while but it's still not it's not a great area when, from you, say, what when you say used to like but it used to be very bad like, like what, what did they do to outside it? the stadium was this prior to uh giuliani no this was uh no. prior to 2009 or 2008 before they got yeah. the new stadium yeah mm-hmm. i would say so Oh, so well, which I mean, changes they moved the stadium? No, they, they moved it across the street. It yeah, was, it's in the same area. But, same area. But, but Nick, what what I wanted to say the the difference there is um, it is yeah, I, it's still a rough area. But yeah, even then it was always it was worse with crime. But I think right. it was a little bit different because it was crime is a little bit different in a way than the homelessness situation. When you see homelessness, yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of could be crime that happens at any given moment rather than like right. crime where. Um, those guys probably don't mess with the ball players or their wives too much, their family. They kind of leave them alone in a way because they want to watch a game, right? A Yankee game versus uh, in San Francisco, they could give a crap about a game. You know what I'm saying? With the homeless. Well, no, they, that goes for any place. Yeah, you're right. But I'm, I think it's a difference between in San Francisco, you have crime and you have homelessness. In the Bronx area, it's mainly crime and not really homelessness, at least at that time. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to get, instead of, <laughs> you have the possibility of getting shot by a criminal and shot by a home, crazy homeless dude whereas just getting well shot they're more unpredictable is, is better is better they're more unpredictable <laughs> homeless people are more unpredictable yes, when I it comes to crime that's kind of my point yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, hey can i give the final word in this topic yes go for it if the citizens of san francisco are very passionate about how there's nothing wrong in the situation with their city then that's fine and they'll get what's coming to them with no change. <laughs> yeah. They'll reap what and they then, sow. Or not. Or not. Maybe they won't. Maybe they're right. It's up to them. But they're not asking for any change. They're happy with how it is. So right. good luck. Good luck, San Francisco. Even yeah. though I used to think you were a beautiful city. Still are, but has issues now. Uh, I'll give you guys a, a recap of my experience in San Francisco. I mean, look, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. But I remember this one moment. It's forever in my brain where I didn't have like any cash or change on me. And I was, um, it was late at night. We were coming from a club and uh, this guy said, Hey, do you have any change? And I said, I don't, sorry about that brother. And he said, you're not my brother. Don't say that. <laughs> and then I was just like, in my head, it was just such this weird dichotomy. I was just in my head. I was just like, I'm glad I didn't give you anything, you know? Right. Like, being salty but at the same time i respect where he's coming from he's just he's just lashing out at everything you know but i get it he's got a terrible life but it's just uh i just remember that moment just you're not my brother it's like a second ago you wanted something from me but now i'm not his brother anymore you're disposable i mean i don't think i don't think you were his brother you're saying i was never his brother i thought we were the whole time no i just (laughs) broke brother in your head maybe but no sorry (laughs) i was a poor brother wearing American Eagle, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think that covers most of uh, our episode. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I don't know. Well, if any, no, no, no. If any, if any homeless people want to get out of homelessness, find Taylor Swift and wear paparazzi taking pictures of her and just get, get behind her somewhere in the background and you'll be set for life. <laughs> right. You know, I think that's a good point because, look, I'm... Anyone who's really humble, like my, I, I know I am humble. I know, like on Christmas when I'm driving past, you know, homeless people or something, I always realize that, that could always be me, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to acknowledge that, right? That could always be us. And yeah. uh, there's someone who works for me that was homeless at one point, and I used to think that 
if you were homeless, you were condemned that the rest of your life. But I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think that is true. Um, especially with like right now, there's ways to get out of it. And that is the truth. There is a way to get out of homelessness. I don't know the path. I, I, I know you got to get on a list to where you can get your mail sent to someone's house, but um, it sucks. I, I could never imagine not know, not having a roof over my head. So, you know, I think it's yeah. important to point out. No, that is, that's, that's a very valid point. And it's, mm-hmm. there's life throws a lot of shit at you. You know, I mean, I think what is it? Rocky five Sylvester Stallone, one of like his famous quotes, nobody's going to hit you harder than life. Right. <clears throat> and I mean, some people just get fucking hit and hit and hit and hit and they get knocked down and, you know, and they just, they F it and they end up in, mm-hmm. you know, eventually in that situation, whatever the, the reason is, whether it's like health issues or mental issues or just life hit them so hard that, and so many times. Right. But I mean, there's, there's always, there's always a way, especially in this day and age, but you, you just have to identify mm-hmm. and really cultivate the strength. And I think that's the, that's the, that's probably the hardest part is just to cultivate the strength to get out of it. Right. right? And to start making mm-hmm. the, the steps. Towards and it, right? the way to do that is not being on drugs. That's like the way to get out. Probably. Exactly. Yeah, that is a big problem, you know, and, and, and I'm just, while you were saying that I'm looking at, I know a lot about Andrew's backstory where, I know Andrew, obviously, he's got a huge drive, but he's got an amazing family support system where if right. things didn't work for, out for him in his relationship or anything, they take him back in. He's got that back door, but he doesn't abuse it. He mm-hmm. also is a go-getter. He's always driving to get more, right? So they don't. that's why they'll take him back in because he's always driving to get more, regardless of the right. fact that he's got this uh, card in his back pocket that he could use, right? Yeah, I appreciate obviously. you saying that. Um, yeah. Something to mention that my father told me growing up. He said, if you're ever on drugs, if you ever do anything that lands you in jail or prison, I will never bail you out. Um, no matter where you are, you're going to rot there because you deserve it. Um, obviously, he would feel bad, but he says, whatever you did, you probably did it. So you're going to stay there. I'm not helping you. So mm-hmm. that's what he told me growing up. If you he would never, He up, would never bail you out, but he would no, bail you out, but he told no, he you wouldn't. he wouldn't bail you out. No, no, no. He, I know my father, dude. He would not bail me out. And I think that was good learning experience growing up. Because whatever he said. Think he you got a DUI. Do you truly? I met your father. He's an amazing person. Great singer, by the way. Do you think, do you, you truly think if you got a DUI, he's not showing up to get you out of jail that night? No, he's not. I disagree. I, I, I feel like he you guys, is. You know why you guys are wrong? Can I tell you but why I'm you're glad wrong? that you believe it? Yeah. No, no, you're wrong. Uh, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. My my mother's father was killed by a DUI driver. My mom, mm. if you f up with the DUI or anything, Damn. I okay. she didn't tell. Me, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she, it wasn't a very nice uh, moment, I guess, because she was telling yeah. me, you know, because I always wanted to go into that law enforcement. So I've always was treated by my father, very nice guy, but he was very hard and stern on me, and I think that's why. Um, that's why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. Right. Just, um, Can you clip right here? Can you clip right here? Um, your father saying it's insane. I should. I should put Amazing it up. Singer. If I find a clip, I'll put it clip up. Clip it right here. Amazing right. singer. You're gonna have to take a new one because it's probably back in the day. But he's bailing. No, I mean, at my wedding, did he sing at my wedding? I don't think he did sing at my wedding though. No, it no. was the dinner before your wedding, the night before your wedding. He sang, and yeah. then you guys posted on Instagram. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'll post it up if I can right. find it. Anyway, um, I just want to Nick. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did want to say we something. know what his support system is. Let's say you're failing. Do you have something similar? I do. Yeah, of course. But it's a little, it's a little backwards too. Well, both it ways. is because you don't want to Worst use it. Earth ways. It's important to know. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I have a support system, but then the support system also has me. So it's it's two ways. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to. Ahead, it's important Chris. to never want to use your support system. It's yeah, your, this exactly. is your, this is the ace in your pocket. You never want to use that. You, exactly. but you do want to have the ability to use it, right? Yeah. But you never want to use it. This is your yeah. lifeline, yeah. right? And not that's the homeless people. They don't have the lifeline, or some of them abuse. Some of them, the a lot. Some of them do, but like their family members some of them had it back. and they abuse it too many times, right? right? Yeah, but the right. people that do have the lifeline, you never want to use it until you need right. to, and then that's the last chance you get. I think more. I think one of the moral of the stories, though, too, is not always, but a best way to have a lifeline is 
if you don't have a family anymore for whatever reason, unfortunate incident or reason, um, I think you need to make your own family so that when your kids are your age, our age, then they can have the lifeline of you and other people, their siblings. So I think the best thing you can do if you're alone is create your own family and go from there and create that lifeline for the future rather than yeah, always that's, that's, lonely. Yeah, but that's hard when you you don't have, you're not in a good situation yourself. You can't create, but, you know, anything. I'll tell you what, what I've learned situation? from this podcast. I've learned from this podcast to be like Andrew's dad and tell your kids, I'm never going to bail you out, but when the event happens, you bail them out. Yeah. No, I don't agree with that. I, I do not agree with that. <laughs> but you, no, I, you should leave him in there look, for the night. You should look, leave him in there for the night. I think they should the stay night. in there. At least. They should stay in there. The not, not if they're doing most of the things right in life and they make one bad mistake. You know. Oh, then that's it, different. It it, it's all no, Disney wants them everywhere. in there. My, I, I've been taught that you leave them in there overall. I mean, if it's a daughter or a woman in jail. Your dad told you that, but he's not leaving you in there, bro. He's not leaving you in there for a week, bro. Dude, no, trust me. He would leave me in there. Anyways, hey, yeah. tell your dad. Hey, tell your dad to call me. I won't tell you what he says, but I know the truth. <laughs> but is anyway, I just want to more... preface. Finish, Chris, and then I want to go back to the. Home. I was going to say, is there any? My whole question's about: Is there anything yeah. more important than family? No, I'm Italian. You can't ask me that question. Come on. Yeah, I mean, family <laughs> anyway, is more important than anything. I think. Of I think family. Yeah, God, family. Yeah, but so just for those that listening before you go off on the comments none of us have been homeless before none of us you, you don't have any kids chris right that i'm aware of um none of us have kids so these are just our opinions based on you know our experience with others our personal experience our experience hearing from others who do have or have right. been homeless or on drugs or whatever and if that is you when you hear this podcast and you do want help there is help out there so i mean I know for me, you could always feel free to to reach out anytime and I'll do my best to direct you the right way. You know what I mean? But we've never been ha homeless and we haven't come up from that. So I know everybody, yep. right? Knock on wood. Everybody has their own situations and we're not trying to generalize or say that this is the right way or that's the right way or this is what you should do. Right. So, and the Nick, the Nick is running for office so he could be politically correct. No, because look, it, I don't want us to sound honestly, like, you know, I'm, we're three no, you're right, you're right. white privileged white honestly, guys and then. No, no, honestly, honestly, like I was looking for a place to criticize Nick, but I agree with that whole message. That was really good. Yeah, it was good. I like it. That was good. <laughs> I think, uh, I know it is true. We've never been homeless and uh, it's, it, it's a difficult situation because there's obviously, like, I think the truth is, is that us and homeless people have the same problem. It's their situation. Yeah. Right. And anyway, and just to mention why I said the Taylor Swift comment was because there was an article uh, last month where Taylor Swift went to a baseball game. I think it was a Dodgers game. Um, where is it? Last uh, month? No. Uh, yeah, in December, there was an article and a tweet uh, in December where Taylor Swift went to a, let me just pull it up real quick, a Dodgers game. And, or no, uh, she went to. Dodgers game. There's no Dodgers hold on, game. Hold on, let me let me pull it up. Hold on one second. It was a football. I game. just realized. I just realized Nick's initials are never mind. I know. Nick is known for never mind. I never noticed that until somebody told me not too long ago. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good thing. 10 p.m. Nicholas Vito Musella. Just so you know. Now you know. Andrew's initials oh. are audio video. Audio video. Andrew video. Vargas. A V. Yeah. Trademarked, buddy. Yeah. So Freddie Friedman um, was Dodger. spotted behind Taylor Swift, who's a Dodger, right? Was spotted behind Taylor Swift at Golden Globes. He was Globes. at the Grammys or something. Yo, Golden Globes. Yeah. Golden Globes. Let me finish, Andrew. And it went okay, viral. Get the story straight next time, sir. <laughs> I'm reading it. From the beginning, though. The title hey, says, says Freddie Friedman spotted behind Taylor Swift at Golden Globes. Right. And it went viral. Um, there's a picture of uh taylor swift and they're literally in like the dark hazy background and it went viral that's how influential taylor swift is yeah. so that's why i mentioned for any homeless people out there find taylor swift get in the dark background of her picture and you're set <laughs> i don't think we should encourage homeless people to approach her though but no yeah. we should, yeah, we no, should. in fact in fact in fact if you're homeless and you're listening to this by the way congratulations for having a battery charge 
you should find Taylor Swift immediately and get in that photo. Yes. And yes. I'm going to be trying to do the same thing. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. You guys are all too silly. All right. Um, on that note, thank you all for watching. Subscribe, comment. Another great episode. And we got more coming. More coming right. to you this year. All right, y'all. Hey! Oh.